podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Two Slips and a Gully. I'm joined by Glenn this afternoon. Hello. Um, it's just the two of us for this one and we are recording on the eve of the beginning of the World Test Championship 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> um, the, the World Test Championship is about to kick off with the Test Series between England and India. So that is just about to start. So we're very excited to uh, wrap this up and get home and... Uh, well, I think I think we're probably going to be sporting the palms. Uh, well, it's it's, it's, hard. it's it's like you know, rock and a hard place. Which one uh, do you want to sport? It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice because you can just kind of applaud good cricket when you don't like either side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it comes these days. India being so uh, dominant, you kind of yeah go go with the palms. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you, you're right though. Where we don't really have a horse in yeah. in either race, it, we just it, we just it, want to watch the, good cricket. But yeah, it, it is the one time where you can you know sort of watch Jimmy Anderson bowl and go. Uh, I hope I, I I actually enjoy watching him bowl. You know, because I I'm not I, yeah. you know I'm not sort of going. Oh man, he could destroy us. It's like that one where he just just noodle it past Michael Clark's outside edge. Like Mike Clark yeah. laid the. F- Perfect forward defence, and Anderson swung it past the bat and took the top of off. Yeah. As a as a cricket fan, you want to watch that and go, that is phenomenal, yeah. fast bowling. But as an Australian, yeah. you're like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and the only other problem with that is, you know, as soon as Jimmy gets some more wickets, there'll be more Englishmen coming out of there. Uh, oh, Anderson's yeah. better than McGrath. Oh, yeah, best player, uh, greatest of all time. I wish I could audibly roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's it's just such it's so um, such a prevalent argument. The greatest of all time. As soon as someone does anything sporting so, now, they just need to enjoy uh, Jimmy yeah. Anderson for what he is without. Yeah. He's good. Without just whacking a label on him that just doesn't fit. There is so much empirical evidence to say you're not right. Yeah. Just don't... Don't go around trying to prove an argument that's that's factually I, incorrect. Just enjoy the fact that he's you, a stunning I will give you bowler. brilliant. I will give you excellent. I will not give you the greatest of all time. Oh, I think he's a <laughs> he's a top twenty all time bowler. Yeah, from all, in a mm. whole history of cricket, he'd be sitting somewhere. I reckon about you know fifteen to twenty. Yeah, um, yeah just just mainly because of his insane longevity. Yeah, um, and you can't really uh, you can't understate that. I mean. I remember watching the guy's debut in like two thousand and three or something as a as a sort of He was a one day international debut, I think. Yeah, yeah, mm. like a sixteen sixteen year old I was sixteen, he he would have been not much older. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um and he's still going around. We're still yeah. talking about him in, in twenty twenty one. Incredible athletic feat that he's still going. But yeah, you know, just if, if he takes a bag full of wickets in this series, just like he's not the greatest of all time, he's not. Just, yeah. Just, but just enjoy him. Just yeah. Great swing bowler. 
<laughs> anyway. Um, other than that, we've got some news in regards to the Australian selectors. Uh, so we'll get onto that after we just have a bit of a preview into uh, not only the uh, the test series between India and England, but also World Test Championship 2. Mm. All that is coming up right after this. Go on, straight down the throat of first slips. The first test of the World Test Championship, second edition, is about to begin. It's uh, at Trent Bridge between um, England and India. And uh, just got the the team lists in. So this is actually going to be a very interesting team list for England. Obviously, Ben Stokes has has pulled out from cricket indefinitely, Mm. which is a massive, massive loss for England and has really dire consequences for not only the result of this series, but depending on how long he's planning on spending away from the game, um, their their World Cup hopes, their mm. Ashes hopes, like he is a big part of what England are going to do. I think they've probably got enough to cover him in um, in the World Cup that uh, yeah. England will still be a, a strong team. Yeah, they've got some bits and pieces. He is huge, their test side. Um, I'd almost go, yeah. like the last time they came out here without Ben Stokes, they were thoroughly outplayed. Mm. Um, and I think they've gotten worse as a team since then. Yeah. I, I suppose, well, they've gotten worse as a batting lineup, maybe not as a bowling unit. Mm. Joffre Archer, well, he's another one that's going to be out for, for this series. But um, yep. as a bowling unit, they're probably they're a little more dynamic. But as a batting unit, they've probably gotten worse since their last tour. Mm. And to not have Stokes again, that's, um, that's really... Uh, I don't know how competitive England can be without Ben Stokes in Australia. But before we get to there, we'll have a look through what the team lists are for Mm. this test. Yep. So the openers for England are Rory Burns and Dom Sibley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zach Crawley and Joe Root. And Johnny Bairstow gets a call back into the middle order. Uh, Dan Lawrence, Joss Butler is the wicketkeeper. Sam Curran, Ollie Robinson, Stuart Broad and James Anderson is the 11. Um, So... We're both pretty big fans of Zach Crawley. We've seen yeah, some he's, he's scenes been in horrible form. Yeah. <laughs> um, hasn't been able to get it off the square. But yeah, I think when he looks good, he just has he has the game to to sort of take the attack back to the bowlers. He's got a lot of um, you know, there's just not a lot of places that you can bowl to him when he's on. I yeah. Think. Um, um, I'm a big fan of Dan Lawrence. I'm glad to see he's got a, another run. Um, yeah. Neither of us are much of a fan of Johnny Bairstow, so uh, that smacks of mm, like a, a going sp- going back to the well that's really stopped giving you water. Um, it really says yeah. it like it, it, it highlights our point quite nicely, actually, when we're talking about England's batting unit and you know Johnny Bairstow. Mm. There's a reason he averages in the low 30s. Yeah, for Test yeah. cricket, and then they're going back to him again. Well, I think as a wicket keeper, you you might accept that, but uh, I mean they've got Joss Butler, so he's not going to. Mm. And I don't think he's that much of a better keeper than than Butler. Um, notably, there's no spinner in that lineup, so you would imagine that uh, Joe Root probably have to do yep. the lion's share of that if if that's how the game progresses. So. Yeah. Um, Overall, I think considering that the outs they've got, that's not a it's not a bad side. You'd imagine that potentially Stokes would come in for for Bearstow in a perfect mm. world, yeah. and maybe Archer would come in for Sam Curran or Ollie Robinson. I actually like what Ollie Robinson offers. I mean, he's not express yeah. quick, but he's he's you know he's tall and whippy and manages to get the ball sort of 
rise off a length. So mm. if the, if the world can forgive him for some <laughs> <He's> drunken <laughs> tweets from about a decade ago, his <laughs> histor- historical kind of racism is is his main weakness. It's good natured. Would you say it's good natured? Yeah, racism. What he has to. <laughs> I think the worst thing they what were yelling at was... The way that he a... can fix his game is to go back in time and unsay all of those things. <laughs> yeah, then. Um, no, he, I, he looked pretty impressive. I Yeah, I liked what he was about. I think uh, he'd be good as, as just a third seamer as long as you've got the, wrapped him around in, in experience. And um, Sam Curran's shown a lot in, in English conditions. Uh, I don't know if he'd bring him out here. I don't think he'd be quite as effective. But. Possibly in the touring party. I don't know if he'd be one of your first choice um, mm, yeah. first choice bowlers, but he also does offer a little bit with the bat as well. He'd be yeah. there as, and, a, as and a, a left arm variety. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, India, uh, Rohit Sharma and Kale Rahul are opening the batting. Um, so that's a bit of a different from the like their last overseas tour, which were Australia when they had Shubman Gill. So Shubman Gill's missed out, and also Pravidi Shaw. Got to go, so he's not there. They've moved Rahul into that spot. Jeswara Pajara, Virat Kohli, um, Ajinka Rahane, Rishabh Pant, Ravindra Dadeja, uh, Shardul Thakur, Jasprit Bumrah, Muhammad Shami, and Muhammad Suraj. Mm. So, um, again, the only spinner that uh, India have gone with is, is Ravindra Dadeja. Yeah, it's a very, it must be pretty green. Um, yeah, it seems like a horses for courses selection. I, I feel like India are always pretty hesitant to not take Ashwin. Um, I like uh, Muhammad Siraj. Showed a lot um, in Australia when he wasn't whinging. Mm. Um, and he does seem to be the most natural swing bowler. I know that uh, Shami gets the ball to move, but he does a lot of that off the seam mm. more than swing, whereas Siraj is a very natural Swing bowler and even got the kookaburra to do a little bit in the yeah, right time of day. I think so. he's very impressive. I, I think, you know, the reason he was getting sledged by our guys was because he was good. And also <laughs> that his name sounds a lot like a wine. <laughs> if, look, he, if his look, name wasn't Siraj, he, he probably wouldn't get a These guys yelling sled. at him were not mental giants, let's face <laughs> it. But, uh, <laughs> I've heard worse. If he put a different name on his uniform, he probably wouldn't have got sledged at all. (laughs) Like, Uh, yeah, but uh, an impressive bowler. Um, Jasper Bumra has, for me, he just hasn't quite returned from his uh, injury with the same form. Plateaued a little bit. He's still a very dangerous bowler, and he's going to be one that's going to keep all of the English bats on their toes. If he he hits his best, he's he's one of the best bowlers in the world. Mm. He's, he's kind of like the, the Indian Stark. Um, when he's on, India are always going to be yeah. very hard to beat. But uh, looking at someone like Pat Cummins, for example, Pat Cummins seems to have just soldiered, like he's just surged through the rankings. He's just found his feet at mm. test level and, and has continued on that trajectory, whereas you're right, that injury to um, Boomer seems to have stagnated yeah. his um, and, progression. And you can kind of see it happening just in the manner that, that he bowls. It's just got to be hell on his arm. Uh, <laughs> well, I, we said yeah. when we first saw um, Boomer that this was a guy that was going to uh, burn out quickly. He was yeah. going to have a, a an astonishing career, but I don't know about a long one. So yeah, I, yeah, and I don't think they can coach it out of him. That's just how he bowls. Um, the, the only thing yeah. they're going to have to do it'd be um, just manage it. Yeah, yeah. That, the longer his career goes on, is he's going to be the guy that'll you know 
be sort of rotated out and maybe miss some some meaningless T20s and yeah. you know parts yeah. of a one day international tour sort of thing to prolong it. Depending on how India want to, mm. they may. Well, he's obviously one of the best uh, short form bowlers in the world. He may end up uh, favouring that particular part of the sport and playing sort of less Test cricket as his career mm. yeah. progresses. Feels like a strong attack. Uh, I don't know a bit. Uh, I don't know a lot about uh, Thakur. Uh, Thakur was um, sort of an all rounder. So he came in for that um, uh, oh, that yeah. last test and yeah, the net bowler. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Natarajan. But Thakur, oh, yeah, yeah. Thakur has played a lot of um, a short form cricket. He seems to be a guy that can get the ball to swing a bit too. Mm. Um, pretty handy with the bat. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be a very good uh, fourth option quick. Mm. Um, I, I like that as well. Um, I think India looking the stronger side on paper, especially with they've yeah. got Jadeja yeah. to they've, offer. They've got a guy who yeah who, who does have a, a good record as a, a spin bowler. And a legitimate string to his bow. He's not just going to be bowling to you know give the quicks some time off. He's, no, he's yeah. a genuine wicket-taking option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so looking at that, I would say that, um, yeah, India are looking on paper to be to be favourites. So. Uh, I still, they, they seem to be obsessed with uh, Rishabh Pant batting at, at six. I think he's better in the traditional keeper slot. I, I just think he, he can have more freedom there. I don't think Jadeja could probably bat at six, though. I think that's probably, yeah. you probably want to give Pant the opportunity to bat with a genuine batsman and then leave yeah. enough tail behind him to sort of work his magic. I mean, he has yeah. scored a he has scored a fourth innings hundred in England before, so mm-hmm. um, this yeah. is sort of where he announced himself to the world. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, selection wise, though, like when when you're in England, because you know you don't have that many like large inning scores of like 500s and, and stuff like that. You know, you're more likely to take take wickets quickly in England. I, I feel like you're, you're going to pick. The idea is to pick a bit more batting than bowling, whereas this side is kind of erred on the side of, of bowling. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. They've got plenty mm. of weapons there. There might be, you know, depending on the wicket, there might have been the opportunity to play a genuine batsman instead of maybe Thakur and just go with the three quicks. Yeah. And maybe try and get what you can out of Jadeja and your, your three quicks if there was enough there. Mm. Enough on offer for the quicks, but uh, I suppose you got we got to wait till the game actually unfolds. Yeah, well that's true. Um, and and sorry, did I, I skipped over it? Um, how come uh, Shubman Gill is not playing? Uh, they just haven't picked him. All right. So I was like, I don't know. If there's just any a, issue? Is an omission? Maybe they yeah. went, well, went went for the experience. Rahul's played in England before as well, and he's um yeah he he's quite experienced. I actually like yeah. Rahul quite a lot. I think yeah. he's a very talented. And he, he has been in good form. There's just so much competition at the top of that. Well, he's one of those guys uh, too. I think his um, diversity and his skill set is maybe hampering him a little bit because he's a guy that can slot into the middle order. He's batted in the middle order for India in various formats. He's also batted at the top. So he just yeah. sort of hasn't sort of nailed himself down as a specialist. Uh, I think this is going to be a really big series for Rohit Sharma. Um, yeah. He's gathering a lot of momentum as being one of the world's best openers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the the moniker that's plagued him for quite a while has been that his game hasn't travelled. Yeah. You know, he will score runs for fun in the subcontinent, but how is he going to go overseas? And he's slowly but surely forging himself into a player that is um, 
is doing a job as an opener overseas. I mean, batted well in Australia without um, too many really big scores, but batted well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's slowly but surely dropping that deficiency out of his game. So, Brian um, Anderson versus Rohit Sharma. It's an interesting matchup. <laughs> yeah, so I would um, think on paper that you're going to give that to, to Anderson. Yeah. I think the, the England bowlers will probably be a little bit too good. But, yeah, um, yeah if, if Sharma... If Sharma has a good series and and Coley has a good series because he's due for a good series. He hasn't scored an international hundred since two thousand and nineteen. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was reading that stuff. Yeah. That uh, it'll go a long way to India winning this series. So I suppose. Yeah, so where are we at? Where do we think this series is going to go? Who have you? We're all, obviously we're we're leaning towards England because we'd like to see India lose. <laughs> we're not bitter at all. <laughs> That's probably the only like time that we we will get behind our mother country, <laughs> isn't it? Um, and it wouldn't have happened uh, in the nineties. We would have been all we would have been India, India, India. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see England win, but actually, I think on paper, probably India's got it. I mean, whether they—it's it, all about whether they can adjust to the conditions. Um, so it's, it's going to be very close. The the problem I've got, I think, uh, well, I think England have, on paper, have got a better suited quick attack for the conditions. Yeah, I do like Jadeja as the inclusion to offer a point of difference. So I get, but I still give the the nose. Anderson and Broad in home conditions, doing Anderson Broad things. Probably the, they've got their noses in front there. I yeah. mean, they've also you know they've got Curran and um, and Robinson who are who aren't as experienced but still do very well over there. The thing is, I reckon is going to be a really telling is that England's batting lineup is just woeful mm. outside of Joe Root. It is. It's it's very inexperienced. There's you know usually in a batting order you you'll have one or two players fighting for their spot. Um, I mean, how, how many people can can you see in that, that lineup who were sort of really secure in their place? Joe Root. Joe Root? Is it? Possi- well, I think, I possibly think, Butler because he's the keeper. Well, I think um, Burns and Sibley are, are secure because they, have, they, haven't, <clears throat> they haven't entertained looking at anyone else, but yeah. they shouldn't be secure because their international performances. Yeah, they to... haven't quite earned uh, like a, an automatic selection. Whereas you look at, um, whereas you look at India. Yeah, where's the weak link in that batting lineup? The only weak link is how well they adjust to English conditions. But um, yeah. Rahane is a player that plays better away from India yeah. than at home. Um, Rahul and Pant have both. Perform well in England. Coley played really well in the last tour to England. Mm. Um, Pajara is a guy that has travelled the world and done okay. His technique lends itself to occupying the crease for long periods of time, so to outweigh, you know, mm. um, outweigh the swing. Um, and yeah. then Rohit Sharma has become, for, you know, like we said, is forging himself into one of the classiest openers going around. So they've they've got a much more uh, rounded, a uh, much better pedigree to their batting lineup. Um, yeah. So it's just whether they can be patient enough. I mean, there's no doubt about Pujara, but everybody else in that lineup can tend to be a little bit loose and, and really want to feel bad on ball. Yeah, that's 
that's, that, that's that'll be the that's that's where it's won and lost. And that's what we've done recently to to Virat Kohli is we've out we've tested his patience, and more often than not, we've we've come out ahead. Um, yeah. So it'll be up to England to how well can they um, bowl their plans. Um, but yeah, their bowlers are going to have to do one hell of a job because uh, I, I'm that batting lineup. England's batting lineup doesn't fill me with any confidence that they're going to mm. be able and, to. And, and the structure of uh, the structure of India's as lineup is is very good too. Because uh, I mean, you, you get Pujara just grinding bowlers into the dirt, just making them bowl again and again and again. Um, and then by the time you get, you know. Three wickets, four wickets down. You've got Pant coming in, and he's doing the opposite. As if you miss a mark by yeah. anything, I'm hitting you for four. Theoretically, to a tired attack, mm. uh, you, you don't want a tired attack bowling to Rishma Pant. I, I do think with Pujara, he does need to be a little more proactive in rotating the strike because yeah. in Australia, it's one thing to just park yourself behind the ball and wear a few around the ribs and just block everything because the ball's not moving sideways. If your plan is just a dead bat, everything. Yeah, Anderson and Brawl will get one to move enough that it's got your name on it. So yeah, that's yeah. one thing that Pajara is going to have to be uh, aware of. Yeah, um, that wicket ball's coming if, you, yeah, if you're not sort of proactive. Um, yeah. Moving forward, so this is the beginning of the, the next uh, the World Test Championship. Uh, the last one started with an Ashes series in England. This one's now starting with a, uh, an India-England series. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Uh, we, we've gone through, we've enjoyed the first one well, up to a point. Well, New Zealand won, so we enjoyed that. Um, we're happy with the concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's I. Hmm. Right, get back. Get back to me. <laughs> get back to you. Well, um, yeah. so uh, they've changed. The, the, one of the big things that we had was we weren't a fan of the point system. Yeah. Um, so they've tweaked the point system moving forward to this one. So rather than now being 120 points on offer per series, it's now 12 points for a win, yeah. six for a tie, and four for a draw. Yeah. And then from there, teams are then ranked on what percentage of points they scored versus what was available. So rather mm. than the, the example that we come back to a lot is that we played England in England, had two wins, two losses, and a draw, and yeah. we ended up on 56 points for the series. Yeah. Um, New Zealand went to Sri Lanka, um, won one, lost one. Now, Sri Lanka is, you know, with no disrespect, they're not as good as England. You um, Beating England twice in England would be uh, a hot, would it be, a, would it be, it'd be a, a, a more difficult task to do that than winning one test yeah. in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. But both those sides came out of that one win and one loss, and they were both on 60 points for, yeah. winning, for winning one test. And they had more points than we had in two wins mm. and a draw. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that was our bugbear is like I get why this system is in place. It's so to help reward those teams that aren't simply just aren't playing as many tests. Yeah. Because when you've got your <clears throat> the all the money tied up in England, Australia and India and they're playing twice as many tests, yeah. It defeats the purpose of having a point scoring system. So but I, I think that, that that probably went a little too far, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I think this is it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. I think this brings it back now that it's you you know you win your games and it's a percentage of what's on available. So yeah. we um, well you'd say out of that both teams came out well should have been technically equal. We got fifty percent of the points available. 
mm. for the series. And he, New Zealand got 50% of the points available for the series. So, yeah. Um, mm. I mean, yeah, I, I, is it really that unfair to just, just make it, you, you gain points from every test? Like, are they just kind of maybe well, overthinking it a little bit? I think England are playing something like 24 test matches in this. Yeah. Because um, they've got five against India and five against us, and that's just in two series. Mm. New Zealand are playing 13. Right. Total okay. for the whole thing. So two of England's series have equated to almost the entirety of New oh. Zealand's, and England has still had four more series after that to play. I'm not sure exactly yeah. how many tests are in that. but yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think that um, mm. one on the one hand, why is New Zealand only playing 13 yeah, tests? Yeah, I mean, I, to me, that's the question. Yeah. They, they, they're the world test champions. They're the best team in the world, yeah, in theory. Exactly. They should be playing more that's, tests. That's kind of like winning the uh, heavyweight title as a boxer and then just like hiding in your house for, for like a couple of years. Like you, you've got to go out and defend your title. So I'm sure that New Zealand would be like would like to play more cricket than they are. The simple fact is they're not. And so I do think, yeah, they do need to scale the points mm. a little bit. Otherwise, you'll be looking at teams like Bangladesh well, yeah. and the West I mean, Indies. I, and... I, I get that they're trying to uh, to help the, the teams who play less tests, but you've got to also incentivize them to, put, to play more tests. Yes. It's like, well, you could just be really hard line about that and just go, okay, well, every, every test you earn points. If you don't schedule tests, then... Well, you don't get the chance. I think you run the problem with going the other way then is that uh, they just will stop playing tests. They won't participate in the championship at all. Yeah. yeah. I don't think maybe, but like, I don't think it'll be, because cricket, test cricket for some of these, you know, the, the less wealthy nations isn't incredibly lucrative. Yeah, they're not um, weird. They don't like test cricket. Like um, unless unless they're playing India or, yeah. you know, Australia or England come over. Mm. You know, like a, a Pakistan-Bangladesh test series, for example, isn't incredibly lucrative for either side. Yeah. Or South Africa, Sri Lanka isn't particularly lucrative for a test series. Um, and I actually raised this point in one of the articles that I wrote is that um, a lot of these nations don't have marquee series. Australia yeah. and England have got the Ashes. It's the Ashes. Um, we've, got, we've got the nickname. Um, yeah. India, you know, they're the best team in the world at the moment. Um, so there's always... And well, then, not according to the WTC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and it's also an incredibly lucrative series to play. So there's always... And it's one of those frontiers that no one's ever really conquered consistently. So there's always that bit of extra feeling about going and playing tests against India. Yeah. But for a lot of the other nations going around, mm. there's not really that marquee series that really gets their blood boiling and pumped to go yeah. and play test cricket. It's just... a it's just a game they have to go and play. Someone needs to burn some stumps in a game between England and New Zealand. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. Which is why the World well, Test Championship is so good, because it gives yeah. those nations, well, we need to play Test Trick and be good because we can win the mm. World Test Championship. So, on the one hand, it's good, but, yeah, I think it's too early in the yeah. piece to start uh, going, yeah. if you're not going to play, then mm. you can't win, because then they'll go, well, it's probably better for us as a cricket board to concentrate on one day in T20s because at least I can win World Cups and fans yeah. come to more one-day games. Oh, and... I, I think it, it almost comes down to a little bit uh, national identity in a way because, um, you know, I think 
Australians are a naturally smart-ass culture. <laughs> and I think the feeling between, uh, is, between England is that, you know, because they sort of colonialised uh, our nation, we should be respectful of them and then we're just not at all. <laughs> uh, whereas New Zealand's well, kind, we did, of, kind we... of got that, that uh, reputation of being more polite, more sort of uh, uh, less kind of rash. Um, and they just haven't, you know, they haven't just built that rivalry. You know, the English is like, oh, we're going to have to put those unruly New Zealanders in their place. Well, they kind of have in the rugby. They've got plenty of... <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um, so, yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's what they needed. Now that the <laughs> Kiwi cricketers are going to go, actually, we're not the nice little guys anymore. We're the best in the world at this. So, um, yeah, yeah, get a bit of a fire in the belly and a bit of cheek. Yeah. Um, so moving on from here, uh, before we go into our, our next point, um, a lot of people in the world sort of, you know, would say that the result of the last World Test Championship probably isn't indicative of who the best team in the world actually is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's you know, people have said maybe we should be playing a, uh, a three-test series and all this sort of stuff. Um, but uh, it's, it's quite easy to sit in the fence going that, yeah, New Zealand got it done on the day. But in my opinion, that India is probably the best cricket team in the world. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I mean, it would have been a very different story if that um, that match was played in India or somewhere in the subcontinent, even in the UAE, on neutral ground. Or even here. Yeah. Well, I mean, New Zealand didn't do at all well last time they came here. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was expecting New Zealand to beat India just because of the, the, the conditions. They just suit New Zealand down to the ground. Yeah. Um, that's how they – it's basically a home game for New Zealand, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> so, so looking yeah. at that, um, so there's been a lot of talk from a lot of um, people, you know, in the cricket fraternity that this Indian side is probably going to – uh, run the gauntlet for world cricket for the next 10 or so years. When you look at the, the talent they've got available, mm. the resources they've got available, the the sheer number of people that they're filtering through to come through. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is where do you think this uh, Indian side ranks compared to some of the other great test sides like, for example, the uh, Viv Richards Windies or the uh, the Steve War Australians? Do you think they're in that sort of ilk at the moment? Well, I don't think they've they've quite reached that peak. Um, but I think they they could they could uh, time will still tell on that. I mean, you you go back to the the sort of Australian early two thousands. Um, they weren't just winning every series. They were disappointed if there was a four test series and they were up three nil and they didn't win that final one. If that was a draw, people were like, well, what's going on here? How did you, you know, only draw that? Like, you know, it under, rained. Under, we don't care. It rained. Under, Steve <laughs> under, under Ricky Ponting, maybe to a lesser degree. Um, and, and that was, you could tell that because of, of how crazy people went about the 2005 Ashes. That was kind of the only time when that, that side had been beaten and, and genuinely sort of beaten and only just. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think... India and, have to and, get and, to that point. And somewhat illegitimately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kasparovic had his hand off, off the bat 
or some something like that. Someone needs to go and sue Murray's some, mints. Something something about Gary Pratt. Fisherman's friend. Uh, we're not bitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I mean, like the West Indies. Um, I feel like it was similar. I think um, the West Indies had a, a full aura around them as well of, of like. There was a fear of playing the West Indies. They um, had some astonishing record. Like they went like thirteen straight years without losing a series mm, at all, or something like that. And yeah, I mean, I only got the the very end of it, and uh, you know, Australians were, you know, the the thing about, I think the the equivalent of that, the end of that era was probably Taylor's men beating them in the Frank Worrell Trophy, ninety six, ninety seven. That was that was the last time that that Indi- the West Indies were really sort of had that aura, and then after that it just completely broke down. Um, yeah, but yeah, thirteen years of not losing a series and just having these these characters that live on through through cricketing folklore. Uh, I, I just don't think they they're quite there yet, India. I I think India are comfortably the best team in the world. But I don't think they're that far above. Like it's not. It wouldn't be astonishing for India to lose a Test series. No. Depending on where in the world it was, which I think is the big difference between um, the Australian and the West Indies sides and this side. I think that you would say India. Yes, India are the best. I think mm. the New Zealand winning was probably not. It was conditions, in, but it was conditions. Uh, uh, but in that, in, in saying that, is part of the reason that that why legendary West Indies side. Took four quicks over to India, um, in the, those series, and still won. Yeah, on the on the dead pitches of, of the sub, you know the the, the tame pitches of the subcontinent. Know, the, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that says I think India for the next few years will be the team that everyone's chasing, but yeah. I don't think they're going to be that far behind as they were in the the the, the war days or the Viv Richards days, mm. where those teams just went everywhere. One game for fun, and if yeah, like you said, if it was a draw, everyone's like, "What on earth has happened? Yeah. How is this side only drawn?" Yeah. Um, whereas I think India is not doesn't have that same sense of invulnerability. I think with considering their their vast cache of resources at their disposal, in terms of their wealth, in terms of the sheer numbers they've got at their disposal, in terms of the uh, the incredible development systems they've got in place to unearth new talent, they're going to be sitting at the top of that tree for quite a while. But I think they're going to be having teams like Australia, like England, like New Zealand, um, you know, South Africa, once it, you know, rebounds, mm. they're going to be all nipping at India's heels where, yeah, you're right, the the West Indies sides and the Australian sides just just seem to have that awe of invincibility around Yeah, I mean, if, if, if India went down to New Zealand next week and said, okay, uh Okay, it's purely hypothetical because, you know, I know that it, it, it takes a lot longer to organise a test series than that. Uh, if they, they said, okay, right, we're coming we're coming to for a rematch and we're going to play you against you in New Zealand, you'd still expect New Zealand to beat them. Yes. <laughs> and you wouldn't say that. You, like, you, you could have gone anywhere in the world for that dominant era and... Well, it's the yeah. same thing when they came over to Australia. Everyone expected Australia to beat them. Yeah. Um, and by rights, we should have when all those players went down. Yeah. And I think that's that's India's strength. India's yes. going I, to I continue think that's, that's being... probably a turning point for them. To, for winning that series is massive for them. 
they now have a, I mean, that, that's on the basis that they probably claim that they are the best in the world. Um, did that, that series, the way that they managed yeah. to do that. And I think yeah. that's going to be that strength is not so much how far ahead of everyone they are. It's just, you know, you know like the, the Black Knight from Monty Python. You cut off an arm and you're still fighting. You cut off a leg and you're still fighting. Two you know, butter scratch. You know, one of their quicks go down. They've got, you know, so yeah. to go to the warehouse, which one do you want us to pick? One of their middle-order batsmen go down. You've got Praviti Shaw and Shugman Gill and guys like that all coming yeah. through. and Just the um, pure depth. Um, and, 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 and the quality of the depth. Like, it's mm. not like such a step down, oh, you're, you're you know, a fringe test cricket player, but, like, yeah. they come in and immediately from the get-go look yeah. like they belong. Who's who's there? Martin Love, Stuart Law, yeah. Brad Hodge. <laughs> Uh, you know those those kind of guys. But, yeah, um, that just sort of always yeah. waiting in the wings for the the guys to to go down. Yeah, uh, they got they got it in spades, and we don't have that depth. I'm, I'm afraid we we don't Not, have, we don't have near that depth. Not anymore. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we're expecting before we move on to our next point. So circling back to the India England series, we're expecting India to win this one. Um. Yes. But in a close one. It's going to be a great series. I think if uh, England's batsmen manage to find some form, it'll be close. But I honestly think that if the way it's going with no Ben Stokes and the, the previous form that some of these batsmen, like Joe Root's going to have to have a, a Bradman-esque series mm. yeah, well, for it to be close. Or, or they unearth someone who's who just says, this is my spot. Mm. Um, which I'm yeah. sure they're hoping. O- on paper, I think that India will win this at a canter. Right. Um, okay. I just think there's so many holes in that that England batting lineup. Um, it's, yeah. it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, unless unless some of the the predictions that these players are going to turn into hurry up and and they, they turn around and your your Sibleys and your Crawleys and your Burnses, you know, actually start making their mark in Test cricket in this series, I just don't think they'll put enough runs on the board. For um for their bowlers to do what they need to do against a you know a fairly decent batting lineup that India has got there, so I think that um yeah I think it's a five test series. I imagine being England, they'll find a way to win one of them because you know the juke and the swing and all that. But I can see this probably being something like three one to mm. India, right? Um. Well, right. Clo- we'll clo- close-ish games because, like I said, England have got a very good bowling lineup. Um, but yeah, I just don't see that the, the pedigree in the England batting lineup that they're going to need to to put them in a position where their bowlers can have a proper crack at this Indian batting lineup and put them under pressure. Yeah, I just don't, and I don't see a lot of improvement. Um, I think Rory Burns is always going to edge to gully. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I made that. Po- I make that point all the time, but he's always going to edge to gully. Um, and Sibley, I don't know. He's just got to find a way to counterpunch somehow. Um, I'd um, really like to see Lawrence and Crawley have good series because I, I really yeah. think that they're probably they've two got of the-, the ingredients. They just don't have the numbers behind them. Yet. Yeah. So yeah. They're, and they're young and haven't got a lot of matches under their belt. So this this is the time to stand up and shine. This is to. You know, this is your your India moment for when they went down to Australia and won. Like you, you know, you need to come. You need to, like everyone, every man and their dog is telling England that their batting is crap. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't have a, a top six where there's only one player averaging above forty. 
Mm. Um, and they're right. You can't have a top six where you. <laughs> I love. I loved how Ian and Smith went through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was um, it was Simon Duell. Oh, Simon Duell. I loved it. That was a great. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like when you look at uh, our lineup and look at all these, and then you look at oh, here's England, and went oh, they're like, what about Ben Stokes? And he's gone, what? Do, oh, you mean oh, that okay. that guy that averages thirty seven? All right, we'll add Ben Stokes in. It makes <laughs> you feel better. And I was like, you smug little Kiwi. Yeah. See, if more people were like Simon Duell, they'd probably have an Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking three one to to India, and you think India in a in a really close tussle. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up quite nicely. Yeah. On to the next. I'm sure by now all of you have heard that Trevor Holmes, the uh, much criticised Australian selector, I mean, who which Australian selector really hasn't been criticised? It'd have to be one of the most scrutinised jobs in the world. Yeah, it's not I mean, something that we do. We've, like, we've set up a whole podcast where we <laughs> criticise. <laughs> we definitely we were, more We were it. that enraged about yeah. some of the selections, we had to go and find a medium where we could vent our frustrations exactly. to the public. Mm. Um, but no, Trevor Hons has uh, stepped down and retiring from his role, who's turned 68, so he's been at it for a while. Yeah. Um, he has been uh, head selector for a, a number of stints, through 95 to 2005, uh, yeah. and then re- came back. Uh, and rejoin the post from 2016 till now. So mm. he, wanted, we... he wanted more of a challenge the second time round, and yeah. I think he got it. <laughs> so from 96, 95 to 2005, he just went, oh, I will pick that McGrath bloke and that Warren mm. bloke and uh, yeah, whoever that, else. That Healy bloke, <laughs> that Taylor bloke. And mm. then as it got on, they went, Now that, that Ponning bloke's pretty good. Yeah. A Healy bloke's getting old. We'll give this Gilchrist guy a crack. And, and he was like, oh, I'm a great selector. <laughs> look at how much look, we're winning. Those wars. <laughs> those wars look like they'd probably yeah. be able to do a thing or two at the international level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Langer, Hayden, yeah. they can be the openers. Yeah. And just, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, um, he oversaw the team through probably its, mm. its, its best success. Yeah. Arguably since probably 1948 with the Invincible store. We make a joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still did a good job. Yeah. Um, he unearthed those guys. His, his time from 2016 onwards has been less uh, fortuitous. Mm. Um, we both think one of his biggest uh, failings as a selector was obviously passing up Glenn Maxwell for the uh, 2017, well, not his biggest, but that's one of the more notable ones after scoring a really yeah. good 100 over the subcontinent scoring a stack of runs for Victoria, yeah. doing everything that you want him to do, um, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they keep picking him for one-day series that he then can't ply his trade in the first-class game. Finally gets a crack, does a good job, plays some first-class cricket Victoria, doing a job, gets yeah. passed up on for Pete Hanscom. You know, who, let's face it, he had a pretty good entry yeah. to test cricket. But then when Pete Hanscom was... Um, yeah, found wanting. Found wanting by James Anderson. They went to Mitchell Marsh mm. as the replacement. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a, it's been a much rockier time. He's obviously overseen the um, the Sandpaper Gate debacle and all sorts of things. But he has yeah. stepped down after quite a long career. And despite what uh, people like us might think, it's been you don't get to be a selector for that long unless you're doing 
the right thing. No, most and of I, the time. I think they went back to him because they thought, uh, well, you know, we, we've we've had problems, and they they clearly did have that have a lot of problems. I think selection wise, that they they kind of tied themselves in knots between from about two thousand and twelve up until twenty fifteen when they started. It started getting a little bit sensible again. Mm. You know, it wasn't just, uh, you know, Warney says this guy, so we'll pick Michael Beer, you know. Um, I, I always use that example, and then, I know. <laughs> uh, there's not only things like that. Uh, uh, there was this, the selection panel, especially the years that he wasn't there from like 2005 onwards was, you know, we definitely have to have an all-rounder. doesn't matter whether or not he's mm. one of the best batsmen. Yeah, uh, some cart right, getting a test run, you we, know, that, that kind of thing. That, that just kind of have to that. have an all-rounder. Yeah. Um, pro- prolonging with Mitchell Johnson for as long as we did toward, before he sustained that injury because, mm. like, everyone loves to remit, talk about Johnson, the guy that, you know, in the 13-14 Ashes that absolutely demolished England. But, yeah. like, when you're really looking at Johnson's career as a whole, that series... Brought him up to good. There's a well. He's had yeah. that. He's got that series, and then two series against South Africa in South yeah. Africa. Yeah, and, and those are the outliers. Yeah, like the normal Johnson had flashes of brilliance, but yeah. long stretches of mediocrity. Like he, he had a very good start to his career as well, mm. and then they kept tinkering with his. Because yeah. especially around Perth, we loved the idea that when the Fremantle doctor <clears> came in, that he swung the ball into right-handers. Yeah. So then we tinkered with his action, so he tried to get him to swing the ball, and he stopped being able to do anything good. Mm. But we stuck with him because we knew that when Johnson gets it right, he'll win you a test match. And, like, yeah. he was unbowlable in 2009. Yeah. But we stuck with him because if he has one of those spells, yeah. he'll win us the game. Even to the point where we changed other facets of our lineup yeah. in order to keep him. Because... Phil, Phil Hughes, who was having one of the best starts in test cricket history yeah. for Australia, was dropped to put Shane Watson in. And it wasn't because we dropped Phil Hughes because he wasn't scoring runs. We dropped Phil Hughes for Shane Watson because we needed another bowling option in yeah. case Johnson went off the boil again. So th- there's yeah. things like that. We didn't mm. we didn't get it right. But uh, yeah. without jumping into what's gone wrong, the whole point of this was George Bailey, yeah. George George, who we have advocated from the get-go, yeah. um, has uh, taken his spot as the uh, head selector, which I think is an amazing opportunity for George Bailey. I think it's a great step in the right direction for, for Cricket Australia because we both are sort of of the opinion that there's a little bit of archaic thinking about the way, especially in our mm. limited overs yeah. teams where we, Absolutely. we don't... Not a little bit. There's a lot. <laughs> we uh, um, we we tend to believe that, um, and quite rightly, that we're a talented cricket nation, and if we just pick the eleven best cricketers at our disposal, things will go right. And yeah. a lot of the time, that's the case. But that works you, in the long forms. Um, yeah, but, but we're, we're finding in the shorter forms that uh, just picking the eleven or the you know the eight you know the eight best batsmen for a squad might not necessarily be the way to go if six of them are openers because you can't play. Six mm. opening batsmen in a one-day game yeah. or a T20 well, game. I think we've made that point multiple times. <laughs> and, and George Bailey has um, said that when he came into the selection role that his um, you know modern way of thinking and you know more familiarity with um, the players as he's only just recently left the domestic competition and wants to bring that sort of influence into the selection panel. And now as chief mm. selector, he'll be in prime position to do that. So we are wishing George Bailey. Yeah. All the best. He's got quite a bit of work uh, ahead of him. He's got a T20 World Cup, which Australia is uh, not looking great at. The preparations no. have been thrown into disarray. Um, yeah. 
we're, injuries. We're, we're saving that for a bit later. Injuries and IPL and yeah. all that sort of stuff is is really it's it's kind of it's you could make a meme out of it. And here's the here's the Simpsons reference uh, reference for the episode. Uh, you know where Lisa runs off with the pig, <laughs> and it's like, oh, we just lost to the West Indies. It's still good. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, oh, they're struggling against Bangladesh. It's still yeah, good. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, yeah, the pig is just about to get blasted out of the dam. <laughs> yeah. We're we're on the precipice of that right now. There's rush. There's water rushing in behind it. The the pressure's building up. Uh, so he's got that. That's one of the first things that he's got to to worry about um, as his <clears throat> position as head selector. And then after that, we've just got a, a little series. No, not a lot of pressure. Just an Ashes series that he's got to get right. Mm. Or the cricketing public may revolt after losing to India yeah. two series in a row at home. So yeah. this is not a series that you want to drop. This is a big series. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, so just a you know, nice trial by fire for, for George yeah. Bailey, but um, I'm sure he'll be fine. Well, he, uh, we will let him know if it's not. <laughs> you know. Well, that being said, <laughs> funny you should say that because yeah. we obviously, you know, the the. The we, last election... Did, uh, did we apply for the job? The last election yeah. was advertised on Seek, and we obviously missed out yeah, for George Bailey. Um, <laughs> they've already said that in the coming months, they'll be looking at replacing Trevor Hons as part of the, uh, yeah. the selection panel. So uh, just so someone's got to go into George's spot. So someone's got to go into yeah. George's spot. Yeah. And we're just letting you know, we're available. here at Two Slips in a Gully, yeah. we are available. And I know, you know, normally you're only paying for one selector and da da da. That's yeah. okay. You just pay us the money and we'll split it we'll split. three ways. You don't need to. <laughs> so you actually get three selectors for the yeah, price exactly. of one. We're we're a package deal. We're um yeah we're we're not gonna we're not gonna charge you extra for the, the three brilliant yeah, minds. Yeah. We'll, we'll take one one well, one of those guys' salary between the three of us. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're that passionate about um. Working for the Australian cricket team, that, yeah. you know, we we're not going to we're going to split hairs. We'll even like yeah. you know, we'll do the right thing. Mm. Can't invent two extra spots for us, so just you know. Yeah, and and we have this entire podcast of of making calls and then just uh, you know saying, "Well, I told you so." <laughs> if you would have listened to me. And of course, I do feel. I'm sure that yeah, I feel we've done I, pretty well. I do feel that we tell people so more than we backpedal. Yeah, it's unless true. It, like the I mean, the, the Indian is, series was one that we had to backpedal a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But uh, I, I think on the whole, yeah. we're not too bad. Yeah, I mean, we probably don't uh, go back and and make a highlight of it when we've made a mistake. <laughs> We okay. own up to it. Yeah. We don't yeah, we won't dress it up in lights and shell everyone, but yeah, yeah we yeah. own up if we get it wrong. I thought we done yeah, we, we have done pretty well with our predictions. So that's our resume. Uh there's eighty one episodes. Eighty one episodes and more coming. Yeah. Uh, that's it. So Yeah. And I'm sure if you you know, I know most employers will go through and troll through our social media accounts, and I'm sure that I've got years worth of Facebook posts where I uh, <laughs> voice my my opinions regarding cricket selection. Yeah, yeah, those memories, Facebook memories. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. They thing get you like right, like early in the morning. You know, like the first time you've gone to and Facebook. Like, it's wow, like... I was such a knob ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Shane Watson just reviewed a plum LBW and the night before. 
Because <laughs> funny... I'm, I'm not happy with what's yeah, in that yeah, post. Yeah, The funny thing is, sometimes only, when it's only two years ago, I still... Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that'll that'll do us. So big congratulations to George Bailey. He's got yeah. a lot of work ahead of you. Um, a big thank you to Trevor Hons um, in a job that is largely mm. a thankless task. You've got to have a thick skin. Um, Australia, like Australia's been so good, at, so good for so long, largely with your helping hand. Mm. That um, the things you do right were taken for granted and the things that you do wrong, you're hit over the head with it's, like an anvil. It's so, a literal thankless task. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, from everyone out there that's taken a, a pot shot at you for all your work that you've done for Cricket Australia, we're going to apologise on behalf of them. <laughs> but you still need to apologise to us for Mitchell Marsh for so long. <laughs> We'll leave it there. Um, and one last note. It's a mini rant. Not yeah, a big okay. enough rant right, that I'm no, going... We're not even going to put the music on. Not a big enough rant for the yeah, music. Not, it's more... not climbing up on the soapbox. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so there is. Um, there was a bit of an issue last night watching the Bangladesh v Australia T20. Uh, yeah. uh, one of the issues, obviously, was that Australia were awful. But the other yeah. issue was that it was nearly impossible to find. Yeah. So hard, in fact, that Aaron Finch... The Australian T20 captain, who is currently um, serving his 14-day isolation in Victoria, he's flown home. Um, he took to Twitter to ask Twitterverse, "Where can I watch Australia v Bangladesh?" Mm. The Australian T20 captain yeah. could not watch a live stream of his team playing mm. in an international T20 match. Not just yeah. some, like, intra-squad game or, like, a warm-up match. This is yeah. this is for, you know, qualifying points leading into a World Cup, all that sort of stuff. Like, this is a proper international yeah. match, and it's not televised anywhere in Australia. I had to watch it through my Bet365 account. Wow. Um, mm. Upside of that was that it was no commentary, so I didn't have to listen to any, you know, yeah. Numpty's talking on. Downside was I could only watch it on my phone. I couldn't right. stream it to my TV, ah, which right. was frustrating. Uh, and I think yeah. here, Australia, you got to pull your fingers out, guys. Mm. Like, how many like television networks have we got? We've got a, a Fox Cricket, a channel that is dedicated entirely to cricket. Yeah. We've got and forked out money to go and show mm. the 100. Yeah. But we can't go and just like throw Bangladesh just like a little bit of cash so you could just stream yeah. the T20s. That's disgraceful. And I hope that whoever made that decision, I hope the, I hope the your Bangladesh window... cricket board could do with a bit of funding as well. Like it's 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 going to a good place. Yeah. I hope whoever made the decision to not go and chase the television rights for that series, I hope you wake up in the morning and your windows are frozen over. Um, that uh, your cars run out of fuel and that your iPhone didn't charge overnight and you've only got okay. 10% battery left and you don't realise until you get to work. So, so you're not wishing death upon them. You, you're wishing them a, a kind uh, of inconvenient death. Yeah, like it was inconvenient <laughs> me watching this game on my phone. Like, right. you know, I, want well, look, to... I think there's only one solution, Aaron. Um, we need to start a TV network. <laughs> And uh, how, how, watch this space. How, I, I, I could, like, how hard could it be? We're already a, in the media. We've uh, got a YouTube channel. <laughs> we've got uh, we're, yeah. we're writing articles on the Raw. We've got yeah. a, we've got a podcast. We're we're going to get picked as one of the selectors. That's you know, right. 
It's going all up your world domination phase one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll all right. do us for this episode. We're yeah. going to wrap it up and go and watch uh, England, hopefully, proving me wrong and putting up quite a fight against the Indians. Mm. Um, we'll be back next week and we'll yep. have a chat about the test. We might have, a, I think, all the one day is will be, not the one day, is the T20s between us and Bangladesh will be done. So, yeah. If I can make out what's happening on my my phone screen, we'll have a <laughs> yeah. chat about that as well. All right. Until then, bye for now. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.